This week's Taiwan Talk is about the Taipei Summer Universiad that started August 19th and is going on until August 30th. This interview was taped uh, on Friday, August 25th, and I spoke to South African sports journalist Anja Barnouche uh, about her coverage of the Universiad, what stood out to her, and basically how it's going. I'm here with, uh, how do you say your name? Anja Bornosch. Anja, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, what you're doing here for the Universiad and your previous experience and all that? I'm a journalist for Bella magazine back in South Africa, and I'm also helping out USA, which is our university team, our national university team. I'm also writing for them and writing online. I've been writing in South Africa for sports magazines and for sports newspapers as well. Basically, usually always covering the athletics and the swimming. Okay, so is that what you're covering here in this university, Ed? Basically covering a little bit of everything, but mainly athletics at the moment. So last night, uh, August 24th, you were at the 100-meter final, right? And uh, so the results of that race was that uh, Taiwan's Yang Junhan won with running a 10.22, first time that Taiwan won. But your countryman, uh, Tandu Roto, ran uh, a 10.24 and came in second. Could you talk about you know, how it was like being there? South Africa went into the race expecting to win. He was the favorite to win. But then the Taiwanese guy came out of nowhere. He ran a season base in the semis. I think it was, no, his personal base in the semis. I think it was a Taiwanese world record. Oh, really? Of a 10.2, yeah. It was amazing. He came out of nowhere. The crowd was absolutely insane everyone supported him and then when he went to the final i thought okay this guy is definitely a guy to watch out for and then he absolutely demolished the rest of the field he just you could see the lovely thing about sport is you can see the one who really wants to win wins and even though he wasn't the favorite to win it was quite amazing seeing him actually beating us and that was like the most i think memorable event of the game so far to me Oh, really? So that like really stands out, just being there at that moment. Yes, um, the crowd went absolutely nuts. He, After he won, I think he didn't believe he won as well. And then he was so happy about it. And you can see all the hard work he put into it just paid off at that moment. And everything just went for him. And you can see the nice thing is like the underdog winning the competition. And that was... Do you think like the crowd carried him? Did absolutely. The crowd definitely carried him. I think... Being in front of his home crowd made him win. I think the crowd went nuts. The crowd, I've never seen Taiwanese people ever in my life being so happy or so excited about sport or athletics. I've, I've been to a few baseball games where the people are excited and basketball, but I've never seen anything like that. Athletics, the stadium was, everyone was behind him. I think even the people supporting their team actually supported him in their hearts as well. Yeah, because they want to see the home homegrown talent win. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Was it uh, was it packed there? Was it with a lot of people? Yeah, the stadium last night was kind of full. I think it was the most people I've seen at the athletics event so far. So I think they did come out to support him. I think there was a lot of youngsters and there was, yeah, the crowd was really big. On the flip side, talking about your uh, countryman who came in second, he was expected to win. What's the feeling like in the South African contingent? We were just happy to get a medal at the moment. He came from the World Championships and he got, unfortunately, he got disqualified because he had a false start. So he wanted to come and everyone wanted him to see to win. And then when he came in second, everyone was just so happy to get a medal that they didn't actually care if he got first or second. He still ran a very good time. And you can't ask for a person or athlete to do more than what they 
their best at the moment. So he is one of the upcoming sprinters. So he's still he's very inexperienced. And so I think this is one of those wonderful opportunities to get more experience for him. And um, last night on social media as well, everyone was like so proud of him because last night we won a silver medal in the swimming and in the athletic. And those are your first two medals in this in these games, right? Yes, yes, that was our first two medals. Mm-hmm. Is that less than expected? Yes, um, we're not doing as good as what we expected we weren't going to do. I think we set, set out to do about 10 medals and then so far not going so well, only two. But we still, our main athletic events are still coming up. We've got Justine Palfromann going into the 400 meters and we've got Reinhard von Rensburg going into the 800 meters. That is high hopes for South Africa as well. Let's talk about the opening ceremony. Were you there? I was actually at the opening ceremony and I was in total awe. I was flabbergasted at how amazing it was. I did not expect it to be so wonderful, mesmerizing. It, I think it was right at the top of the Olympic standards, the opening ceremony. I've seen stuff that I've accounted in Taipei before, like the food cards and everything they brought into this opening ceremony really makes it memorable. So it was it was amazing to me. I saw the colors, the different colors, the lightning. Everything was amazing. And there's no other word I can use actually for that. Even the baseball and the opening from the flame. No, it was amazing. Seriously, I'm saying amazing a lot, but it, it was. I don't have any other words to describe it. The crowd, I mean, having a, a packed stadium is already like an indication of how good it was. And then seeing it in person, it's nothing I've ever encountered in my life. And it's definitely something I will remember for the rest of my life. And do you think the opening ceremony stayed true or they showed uh, what Taiwan, like the Taiwanese culture? Oh, absolutely. Well? I loved it. I think staying here, living here for a bit, um, it was, I could definitely see the Taiwanese culture coming through. I laughed so hard when I saw the scooters. I couldn't contain myself. And when I saw the food cars going up in different lights, I told for my fellow um, co-writers, and I'm like, oh, this thing that you see in Taipei, always, 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 always. And the other things you always see in Taipei. So it was like, <laughs> it was so... So Taiwanese and the Aberish people in the beginning of the show and even the changing of the guards. I remember my mom came to visit me in Taipei once and she that really stood out for her. And then the other people, the new, the visitors seeing Taipei, they also saw the changing of the guards and they were also like, these people are so in synchrony and how did they get to do this right? And then I'm like, that's, that's yeah. Taiwan. That's part of the Taiwan experience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Nice. Did you notice any like the the protests that were going on that interrupted it? Um, not actually. We were busy writing, and then when we saw are the flags, uh, the the athletes didn't come in for the first one or two th- times. I thought okay, maybe the athletes ha- haven't come yet, and then all of a sudden we realized something was wrong, and then trying to figure out. But and then I went up to the stadium to go see if what's happening, if I can see what's going on, and then um, I couldn't actually see anything. The, Athletes were just waiting to come in. And afterwards, I spoke to some of my team members and some of the, and I was interviewing some of the athletes, and they saw, they actually saw the protesters, and they said actually it didn't look like a protest. The people were just smiling, and they'd never seen protesters smiling and waving at them, so they didn't realize it was a protest at all. Oh, really? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I, I was talking to, some, to an athlete from the UK who said uh, it wasn't a big deal for them. Like, they were in the tunnel, and they were just hanging out and having a good time. Uh, they didn't really realize what what the holdup was. Like they were told, "Yes, we're gonna march," and then, "No, we're not gonna march." And they ended up marching after all, and all of that. So it was just some confusion, but um, really, just almost no harm, no foul is is what he pretty much conveyed to me. 
if you didn't know what's going on, you wouldn't even realize it. Mm. There was no indication that there's any problem or anything going on or any I never felt unsafe whatsoever during that time even when I went outside to go see what's going on I never felt unsafe or anything and nor did the athletes how, how do you think this university ad is uh being carried out like logistically like security wise and everything I think actually Tao Pei is doing a immensely great job in hosting this I've never met people so friendly trying to help you if there's any problem the people sort it out in moments the every time you need results they already have it for you sometimes you feel the people are too friendly because you you didn't even have a chance to think what paper you need next of the results especially at the swimming and they already brought the paper for you and the people are so caring they always make sure you have enough food enough water and you don't even realize you need it and they already helping you all the volunteers are so friendly going above and beyond the facilities here are i can't even describe it how good it is and the athletes are very happy i spoke to some of the athletes earlier and they felt really as if they've been treating like been treated like professionals some of the athletes they're very inexperienced and this is their first major event um, some of them has been to the olympics and they also say this is it's been up there with the Olympics. So um, my fellow co-worker, he works for our South African radio station and he was at the Olympics in Rio and he says Rio is nothing compared to Taipei. It's really? Not, really. He said um, he, if he has to do, choose between Taipei and Rio, he'll choose Taipei any day. That is great to hear. Yeah, so. Wow. What other uh, events have you covered? I've been covering mainly the athletes that's running now. I've been coming through with them. I used to train with some of them back in South Africa, and then I focus on the journalism part. And then they became like really good athletes. So, um, and then um, it was kind of it's nice seeing some of your friends competing here. And so I've always back home if they got a South African championship, national championships. I always had to cover them and write for the local newspapers and the local magazines and local radio stations all the information they need so they asked me to do this as well so i was totally blessed and honored to be part of this apart from the 100 meter final what else stands out let me just think for a moment mm-hmm. um i think the nicest thing is that every time a taipei person wins the crowd just go nuts and the locals are really behind their teams what definitely stood out for me was yesterday when i walked to taipei arena the crowd for the baseball games were like going, making basketball loop- games. Yes, the basketball games. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, made like loop to loops around the field, and everyone was standing in line queuing up to actually watch the games. And I didn't think there will actually be people going to watch that, and there were so many people watching that. Yeah, ticket sales have been um, have been a topic of conversation for these university ad uh, games because in the very beginning, I think. Uh, uh, there was a report saying that there were like 800,000 tickets for all of the events to be sold. And as of a week before the university had started, they maybe sold only 200,000 tickets. So they were kind of they're kind of nervous about making sure people can get to all the events and just like selling all the tickets and, you know, just getting butts in the seats, basically. And now they have like the, the opposite problem of too many people trying to buy tickets. The website's crashing. Uh, a lot of people are lining up like for basketball and stuff. Uh, my friend lined up for... I think two hours, three hours to get to watch the gymnastics like finals and stuff. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, so um, they, they just weren't expecting it. It's a pleasant surprise, right, to have people want to go watch these games. And uh, I, think it's, I think it's really cool to see you know, people actually get involved and get into it. Did you notice there was like any enthusiasm in the weeks leading up? Actually, I think a lot of people didn't expect or knew what these games are. It's not a, actually a very famous game, even though it's the mini Olympics. It's like very, it's not that popular or something like that. So I think a lot of people didn't know what expect or what it's going to be. I think that maybe they just thought it's just like a normal sporting event. And then once they saw the opening ceremony and they realized how many people in how many different countries are coming, then they realize how big it is and it's something to be a part of and it's something memorable and a piece of history and they want to be part of it. So I think they literally, when they realized how big it is and how amazing it is, everyone just know they have to jump on this train and yeah. come see the come see the games and come see it and experience it for themselves. Yeah, I'm really glad that happened. Uh, social media is blowing up about it. You know, everybody's talking about it and it's really cool to see. So I want to talk about the first few days. Um, one thing that stood out to me was that North Korea was in like the top three for the medal count for the first few days up until uh, Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. Did you know that? I did actually not know that yeah. at all. <laughs> I was so focused on my own country. I didn't realize or checking in there after other medals. Mm-hmm. That is very interesting. I know. You wouldn't expect that. Um, at all. I know. So I, I looked into it and um, they were, they're, in fl- they're in fifth place now, which is still pretty good, uh, with nine gold, four silver, and two bronze. Their two strengths are weightlifting and diving slash synchronized swimming. All of the medals come within those two categories, and those two categories uh, happened earlier in, in the university ads. Interesting that they're above like United States, they're above Australia, you know, and all these uh, countries that are like known for being like really big sports nations. Yes, I mean, it shows the little countries also have uh, opportunities to go somewhere in sport, and that's actually amazing. I can't believe that. I know, yeah. (laughs) That's actually one of the coolest things about this games. Yeah, right? And it's good for them. Totally. I mean, I think it gives them a little bit of hope. Yeah, that's what sport's about, really, just hope and just. You know, enjoying your enjoying life, really. And true, true, true. And just like um, trying to be the best person you can be. Sport is definitely how hard you work and then it mm-hmm. finally paying off. What you put in, you get out, in a sense. Yeah, you really can't shortcut. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> you shortcut, it shows the only one you're cheating is yourself. And you know this because you used to play sports, right? Yes, I was yeah. usually very focused on athletics, running, mm-hmm. but then I changed my goals and then set yeah. my goals into something new. Yeah, and here we are. And here we are. <laughs> and then, so now the medal count right now, the top three countries um, are South Korea, and then Japan, and then Taiwan is third. Taiwan third, that's the, the most amazing thing. I actually think they're going to be even do better. I expect more from Taipei. I, they actually, they shocked me, and they pleasantly surprised me of doing so good. I did not expect Taipei to do so good in the beginning. I thought they're just going to be carrying through because we've got big nations like UA. USA and we've got big sporting countries. We've got Jamaica here is going to be doing really good in the sprinting. And we have, I mean, we've got the biggest, we've got Australia who always like sport is one of the main things. And we've got New Zealand. So I didn't expect Taipei to do this good as what they're doing. But I think having home field advantage and this game's going so big and being blowing up, it just motivates all the athletes more and all of them are focused and wanting to win. Yeah, I think it showed. um, So I met you at the uh, athletics field and I was watching the javelin, not even the finals. It was just the qualification round. And this German athlete, I don't know his name, 
um, he was just destroying the whole field. First throw, he threw like an 83, 84 meter. And, I remember uh, that. Yeah, and yeah, it, it was just he was just really good. You could just tell he was gonna win basically. And then um, throughout the whole qualification rounds, like after the first and second attempts, uh, Taiwan wasn't even on the board. wasn't even on the top eight. But then by the end of it. Taiwan was second and third in the qualifying round with like huge throws. And you could tell because these athletes, this Taiwanese athlete, after he threw it, he would like fall onto the ground because he put his whole body into it. It's just, it's just, it's just beautiful to see. It is. And you can see the dedication of the Taiwanese athletes just putting their heart and soul into this. And you can see they worked and they prepared for this. Put it like, I mean, they're giving everything and they're leaving everything on the field. They don't leave anything to chance. What are you up to for the rest of the games? You're going to cover athletics and swimming. Yes, and swimming is almost finishing, and then it's like one day I've got a little bit of a break, and then it's the closing ceremony, and then I'm covering the closing ceremony again. So it's been a pretty good university ad so far. I'll definitely say it was. I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't expect it to be this big. I'm shocked the people are friendly. And all the media that's here, the big media that's here, even I, knowing these games, didn't expect it to be this good or so well-organized. I mean, we've got shuttle buses going back and forth, getting everyone to where they should be. Um, some of the athletes who competed in the Olympics said the standards are the same and they experience the same things as what they did in the Olympics. Some of them feel they actually get a little bit more attention than what they're getting at the Olympics. So this is exactly the same standards and type one can be so proud of themselves hosting this. And I mean, this is their biggest event they've been hosting so far. Ever. Ever and they have set the mark so high, and the world knows where Taipei is now. The world knows about Taipei now. They see what Taipei can do. So it's it's just opening so many doors for Taipei that I believe this is not the end of the biggest event they're going to host. Yeah, they stepped up to the plate. Definitely, they delivered. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you, Anja, for coming in, and good luck covering the rest of the games. Thank you very much.